Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. <laughs> was that racist? I don't even know what accent that was. <laughs> this is your host, Mike Russin. I paused the recording and played it back because I realized the fire episode, this is the fire you've been looking for, or whatever I titled it, was very staticky, which was upsetting. But this one sounds good so far, hopefully. Hopefully. It's a beautiful Saturday. Sun shining. It's going to be in the 80s this weekend in Maine. As I mentioned yesterday, it's going to be uh, Ada's first beach day. Maybe, because, <clears throat> dude, the traffic here, Maine explodes with people uh, in the summer because it's, it's so beautiful. I mean, Maine is got to be one of the more beautiful states. And what's funny is, is we've barely explored it. Like my wife and I, we went to the botanical gardens, but Acadia, Arcadia, Acadia State Park, which is like one of the more famous national parks in the world. We still haven't been there. You know, I just don't like going to touristy destinations, especially where I'm living. You know what I mean? I don't like waiting in lines. I don't like crowds. You know, so that's why, like, I'm thinking about the beach this weekend. I'm like, dude, Memorial Day weekend. It's our first weekend in the that we're touching the the high 70s, let alone the 80s. Um, Maine is a major tourist destination this time of year. I'm like, dude, it's going to be slammed. I mean, everybody comes in from, bro's going 15 miles an hour back there. Everybody comes in from Mass, a lot of Mass holes, a uh, lot of uh, people from New Hampshire, Vermont, come in, um, Connecticut, definitely a lot of people come down from, or up from Connecticut, down to, well, they come up, yeah, <laughs> people from all over the place, I've always lived in touristy areas, you know, when I was in uh, Chautauqua, where I grew up, you know, that's a hot tourist destination, the population of that town quintuples in the summer, especially 4th of July, I am so excited for that lady had an interesting build. Yikes. Um, <laughs> sun is bringing all the creatures out today. <laughs> I, I can't even describe what I just saw. Uh, anyways, 4th of July is my favorite holiday. It always has been my favorite holiday. Uh, you know, this year will be Ada's first 4th of July in Chautauqua. I'm so excited for it. Get her in a little white hat, you know, a little red, white, blue outfit. So cute, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait for everybody to meet her. Um, she's awesome, dude. I'm telling you. Having a kid is just the best. <laughs> I know I say it every episode. Having a baby is the coolest thing ever. I'm telling you right now. I, I'm trying to get into your guys' heads. Hopefully, I'm giving some of y'all out there baby fever. Because it really is special. It really is very, very special. Uh, but what I, I, I wanted to expound on something I touched on yesterday in my Instagram stories. If you're not following me uh, on Instagram, it's obsidian underscore achievement. Uh, also, do me a favor. If this podcast has made any, you know, I've asked you guys probably 406 times now. Can you please rate five stars, please? Um, I would really appreciate that if you could just on Spotify on Apple Podcasts, wherever you tune in from, just, I'm not asking for you to give me a full dissertation on quantum covariant string theory. I'm just asking that you rate the podcast five stars, okay? 
because I got a lot of haters. And what they do is they go in and they rate it one star. Not that it matters. The ratings don't. I just want to appear uh, on the right places on the internet. You know what I'm saying? So just make sure you rate it. But anyways, blah, 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 blah. All that aside, uh, what I wanted to touch on today is what are the hardest things about being a good mentor? And I imagine this is also going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm already looking ahead in the future and seeing parenthood, an application uh, of this in parenthood. And what's interesting, uh, again, and you know, I'll save that for later, but I already see an application of this in parenthood, but especially in mentor-mentee relationships, you know, where you're in charge of, responsible for developing somebody, whether it's in a career, in a business, in a sport, athletics, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, sometimes all of the above, you have to, there's, you have to let people fail. And this is one of the hardest things to do. Uh, Again, I imagine as a parent someday, but currently as a leader of many people and a developer of many people, one of the hardest things to do is to let somebody fail. And to essentially throw, not throw them to the wolves, but let them throw themselves to the wolves. You know, uh, I can remember uh, a couple months ago, two, three months ago. Well, actually it was longer. It was like February. Um, a kid that I mentor who is starting his own business uh, in, in landscaping asked me, uh, he couldn't make the payments on a piece of equipment. And his dad, who had covered it for him, was going to take it from him. He basically, I think his dad's in landscaping and his dad was just straight up going to be like, no, well, since you're not paying for this, I'm going to take this piece of equipment. I think it was a lawnmower, pretty important for landscaping. And he asked me for a loan. And I said no. And it was very, very difficult for me to say no to this kid. I told him he was going to wind up in a podcast episode. Anybody that ever asked me for money, just know you're going to wind up in a podcast episode if there's an applicable lesson. I ain't going to put you on blast. I'm just, if there's a lesson that I can teach other people, I'm going to use you. But, you know, and it was very, very difficult for me. I lost sleep over it. Um, I prayed on it, and I prayed on it, and I prayed on it, and I didn't get a super clear answer Uh, that I did the right thing, but I also didn't get any conviction. So that tells me that's a pretty clear indicator that I did the right thing, right? And uh, he, the reason why I'm talking about this today is he called me, uh, what is today's Saturday, he called me Thursday, and he thanked me. (laughs) He thanked me for not giving him the money. It was like 2,500 bucks or something like that. He thanked me. And uh, he told me that it made him more resourceful and it made him work harder and that he was doing irresponsible things with his money every time he would make a profit. He was hitting the casino a lot in Erie. Um, And he stopped all that. He stopped going to the casino. He stopped drinking. So this kid, because I didn't loan him money, stopped drinking, stopped going to the casino, stopped smoking weed. He's a big pothead. He loves his weed. Stopped smoking weed, became a harder worker, became more resourceful, and became more inventive when it came to making money. 
He's like, instead of smoking the weed, I started selling it. I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's the lesson. I, I let's try not to do that anymore. You know what I mean? That's. I mean, I guess it's legal in most states now. I don't know. I, I, I think weed's kind of lame. What is this lady doing? What are you doing with your with your woman driving ass in front of me? She's just the I. Man, this drives me nuts. We're in a 50, and this lady's going 27 right now. Just breaking, going, break. They're go, they're looking for something clearly, but it's like you got to do the speed limit. This is a hazard. But uh, anyways, what was I saying? Oh, he was very thankful. And look at all these good things that came out as a result. It's one of the hardest things to do is to say no to somebody that you're responsible for. And I know this is going to happen when I'm a parent someday. You know, some parents are always there as a crutch for their kids, which I think is important that your kids know, like, life or death they're taken care of. But I can remember telling this kid, I'm like, this this situation's not going to kill you. You know what I mean? This situation's not going to kill you. You need to find a way to win. If you want it bad enough, you'll find... I didn't have any handouts. I never had anybody hand me anything, ever, ever, ever. Never not one time. Have I been handed money, anything, a position, nothing. I've never been handed anything. My motto in the life insurance industry used to be team no handouts because we never got any favors from anybody. Why didn't we get any favors? Were we not liked by the leadership? No, we just, we could be trusted to get the job done without favors, right? So all this goes to say is it's so important to understand when to help somebody and when to let them figure it out on their own. You know, I've seen a lot of posts about addicts and that addicts, it's like uh, they take a picture of them with their dad. And it's like, shout out to the man who saved my life by calling the cops on me and filing uh, a restraining order and shutting off the cards and blocking my number. Like it took his dad this kid's dad that I saw, literally ratting him out to the police, blocking his number to get this kid to turn his life around. It's the best thing that that dad could have done for this kid. So you got to know in your life, when do you help and when, when do you step in and help? Okay. And when do you let them figure it out? And I think most times you need to let them figure it out. It's like if I'm coaching you in wrestling, you know, I can't wrestle that match for you. I can do my best to get you prepared in practice. I can do my best to drill technique with you. I can do my best to condition you physically. But when it comes down to the match, I can't wrestle it for you. So I think an important distinction here is, is this practice or is this play? You know what I mean? Like if I was trying to teach my kid how to invest... I might give them a little startup capital, but when they lose it all, so that's me helping, but when they lose it all, they're going to have to go earn their own money to invest and lose next time. You know what I'm saying? That's that's maybe a oversimplified example or maybe not even one that I don't know if I would give my kid money to start investing. I might have them lose their own money so that they understand the sting, the burn. You know, I've had a bad two weeks in the market and uh, it burns, it stings. And that sting, that burn makes you smarter. I'm in this, I, I've had a bad, bad couple of weeks because I made a very boneheaded decision and I went against my gut 
and a bad couple of weeks for me, I'm down like 10%. You know, it's just, I'm just used to being up 50% or 60%. So what, even when I'm just even, it's a bad, it's a bad time. When I'm up 10%, it's a bad time. But I'm down 10%. And that's abnormal. And uh, it's it's I'm learning lessons. I'm learning, whoops, don't go against your gut. I just I listened to somebody I shouldn't have listened to. I got conned into this guy's a genius and blah blah blah. Look at this and I you know should have just went with my gut because I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm just kidding, sort of. Oh, looks like somebody got rear-ended back there. Piece of plastic all over the place. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about today. The first thing I wanted to talk about today is uh, that, what we just covered, okay? Sometimes you gotta let people fend for themselves so that they build the skill set for success. You will never, you can't, it's like I, if I did all of your, if I moved your legs for you to walk and run, you would never, your, your legs would atrophy. Your muscle would just disappear. You gotta let them fail. I can't lift the weight for you. You need to lift the weight. That's how you get strong. So that's that's lesson number one. Is if in your if you're in a position of mentoring or leading somebody and you're responsible for their development, you've got to let them fail. Got to let them fail. Uh, number two, what I'm starting to notice is that being a good husband and being a good father are both leadership positions. I'm gonna give this lady the dirtiest look. Get off the road. Jeez, unreal. Um, I just, I have no tolerance for bad drivers. How can you suck at driving? You've been doing it your whole life. I assume looking at that lady's age in her face, she's been driving for as long as I'm al- I've been alive. How do you still suck at it? How's that possible? Being a bad driver is disrespectful. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's disrespectful to your fellow citizens. It's disrespectful to society. You're clogging up the roads with your hair brain. Just, I just imagine like the inside of their skull. It's like their hair grows into their skull and into their cranial cavity. There's no brain. It's just hair. That's what that lady looked like. Oy vey. Okay, now that we got that off my chest, obviously I didn't pray enough this morning. Uh, being a good father and being a good um, husband just boils down to leadership. There are so many guys that suck at being husbands and dads because they have no leadership skills. It's like, how can well, you? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to lead your household. How do you lead your household if you have no concept, no grasp on leadership? Dads, husbands, you need to learn how to be a leader. Well, Mike, I'm just a low-level employee at work. Why do I need to? Because you're not a low, you're, you are the head of your household. You are number one. You are the CEO of your household. And someday, when you get to heaven, God's going to look at your income statement. I'm not talking about your money. I'm talking about your profit and loss as a father and a husband. The black and the red. How did you do? How did you lead your family? Men need to recommit to learning how to be leaders. And it is not, I've got so many episodes on leadership. I I would really love to start uh, a men's leadership sort of uh, workshop. But I don't know how many of you would be number one. I just, I've noticed the commitment level. What's very frustrating with me with working with people 
is that I'm more committed to their success than they are. And that drives me up the wall. Drives me up the wall. Now, nothing is more frustrating than, to me than when I give somebody an opportunity and they disrespect it. And they respect it a lot at first and then they end up disrespecting it later because they get comfortable. That's what happens. People get comfortable. You cannot take your hands off the reins with people. If you're coaching them, leading them in business, fitness, finance, doesn't matter. You cannot take your hands off the reins with people ever. doesn't matter who they are. People have that people get lazy and they start to abuse the opportunity. No matter how much you've done for them, it's just they, and they're not doing it to hurt you. It's just people are lazy. But anyways, if you want to be a really good husband and a really good father, commit to learning leadership. How do we become really good leaders? Well, what is leadership? Leadership is influence, okay? So how do you influence? Here's the whole nut right here. The whole cashew. The whole peanut. The whole almond. All of the nuts. I'm giving you the bag of nuts right now. This is what it is. Are you listening to me? Leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. It's what John Maxwell says. The goat of leadership teaching. How do you influence your wife and your children? Do you yell at them? Do you threaten them? No. You become the type of man that they admire and respect. That's it. That's the whole bag of nuts. That's going to be my new saying. There we go. Coined by Mike Russin. The whole bag of nuts. When I say I'm giving you the whole bag of nuts, I'm telling you I'm giving you the secret sauce. The secret sauce. The whole answer. To influence your household, you must become a man that demands with his actions, not his words, admiration from those that love him. I would like to think, and I know because she's told me that my wife admires me. Why does my wife admire me? I take care of myself mentally, physically, and spiritually. Despite my temper, I'm generally very uh, soft and gentle and caring and loving with her. Uh, I would also like to think that she's seen my brief stint as a father with Ada and has even increased her admiration for me uh, as my admiration for her has increased, watching her be a mother. She's seen me handle trials, obstacles, and adversities that most grown men would have blown. They would have suck-started suck a shotgun by now. And here we are. We're still very financially, more financially successful. She's just seen me get kicked through drywall and just get back up and be better and stronger for it and win more. So she listens to me. She follows, she does. I don't have to argue with my wife often at all. Like when this whole Target thing came, Target's her favorite store. And I'm proud of her because she made this decision on her. She came to this conclusion on her own. But I told her right away before the Target story got hot. I said, we are not shopping at Target anymore. And she's like, well, that's, that's my favorite store. And I'm like, honey, we're not, we are not shopping. You are not using any of our money at Target. She said, okay. All right. She wasn't happy. It's her favorite store. It'd be like somebody telling me I can't go to the range anymore because the owner is 
uh, hates Christians. I wouldn't be able to go there anymore. That's why I don't go to Starbucks. I don't go to Target. I don't shop at any of these places. I wouldn't give these people... And the range owner is not anti... I'm using that as an example because that's my favorite place to go. Um, but anyways, you've got to become a man worthy of admiration. If your family admires you and respects you, they will follow you. But are you a man worthy of admiration? Are you? What kind of example do you set with your physical fitness? What kind of an example do you set with your spiritual development? What kind of an example do you uh, do you set with your mentality and your control of your emotions and all that? What kind of example are you setting for your family? Because that right there, that's going to determine their level of admiration and respect and that's thus how much they're going to follow you. It's amazing. It's amazing to me how many men have little to no control of their households. Man, these guys, these trucks crack me up, man. Trucks parking, the way that trucks park is just very fascinating to me. All right, that's all I got. Let's get it, man. Hey, have a great day. I love you guys. Have an awesome Saturday, and I'll talk to you all soon.